This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Hello. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. This is podcast 12. This is podcast number 12. We're in the double digits now, Lance. Officially way into them. Way into the double digits. It's kind of it's There's like no a milestone. This train. No, seriously, it's a turning point of most podcasts. You can tell that we're maturing as a podcast. Right. You either do like three or you do like a hundred, and we're yeah. on the hundred train now. And we're consistent. You notice that? Consistently boring. Yeah, consistently <laughs> lame. Swear to God. Swear to God. Anyways, anyways, how you doing there, Lance? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Going to L.A. this weekend. Yep. It's it's going to be good. Get to hang out with the parents, right? Yeah, it's not going to be that great. It's going to be kind of cool. So, dude, I had a uh, perfect day today. How so? It It's just been... The weather was nice, but I was stuck inside my office. But it's been one of those days, I swear to God, it's been one of those, like, perfect days that are just so rare for people who work, you know, nine to five jobs. When you work Monday through Friday at some banal fucking, you know mind-numbingly boring job where you're sitting in front of a computer it's a it's, fucking grind and if you're like us you know we got what you get a 40 saturday. more 40 more years of this to go yeah but you know it's like for us maybe maybe saturday will be cool but usually you have to go do some inane shit with your girlfriend you know it's like you don't get that perfect day well today it's still a rut dude it's <clears> like <throat> monday through friday you're there eight to five or whatever and then yeah, 8 to 5. But, I mean, today was just a perfect day, and let me tell you why. So I got up kind of early and uh, was on my way to work, almost to my office. And I get a call from uh, my boss, and he's like, hey, dude, don't even bother coming in. You're fired. Perfect day. <laughs> yeah, then I would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> no, I was like, why? What's up? He goes, well, the power generator for the whole building blew up, and uh, there's no power in the building. Nice. And I was just like, what? Allah Akbar, this is just great. So you know what that's like? And this is why when you're a kid, your life isn't as shitty as this. Because you get, well, maybe not out here, but in the Midwest, snow days. That's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, dude, I feel like I'm having a snow day. I was like, I don't even need to come to the office. He's like, no, dude, we're, we're, we're all leaving. And it was like 930 in the morning. You know what's always great about snow days, too? On the days when you like didn't do the homework you were supposed to do, or you, you had some tests test that you were going you to fucking fail, and you're like, yes, there is a god. The, do you remember the exhilaration, though? You wake up at 7.30 in the morning, everyone, and you look outside, it's like, you know, the whole town is covered in snow, your yard's just covered in like feet of snow, like three feet of snow. Fetus snow? Fetus snow. <laughs> it's like fetuses fetal, everywhere in your fetal, front lawn. Fetal dandruff? <laughs> but anyways... You know, it's like, and you're listening to the radio, and you get that exhilarating feeling, we don't have to go to school. Well, and the cool thing for you today, right, so you're already in the city, you're already up, you're not I mean, you're I not going to waste a day sleeping till 1 o'clock, now you got an entire day, free day to do whatever the hell you yeah, want. I'm in the city, I was your just girlfriend, like, you know, Your girlfriend's occupied, she can't bug you. And everyone else is at work, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I guess I'm going to go get high and go see a movie, so I was... <clears throat> I was thinking strip club, but okay, whatever you want to do. Well, I could have done a strip club, but it's only nine in the morning. What strip clubs are open at nine? I don't know. More, some of those nasty ones on Market Street, probably. So I went and saw a matinee. It's the first time I've seen a matinee in a long time. 
Brokeback? I, no, I didn't go to Brokeback Mountain. Not again? No, I mean, you know, I've, it, it wears out my wrist to see that movie. Yeah. But so anyways, I was I know I went and checked out that uh, Vendetta movie. V is for Vagina. That movie kind of sucked. But I, was, I went to go see it at the Van Ness Theater. Right. Right in the Tenderloin. Uh-huh. And so I'm walking up that alley, cutting kind of the Tenderloin, because I was going to smoke a little weed beforehand. And I uh, walk up, and then all of a sudden I hear some guy go, Hey! And I look over... And this dude's just taking a shit. This bum's taking a shit in between two cars. <laughs> That's always great. Yeah, some bum's just sitting there. I'm like, why would he even say hey to me? Yeah, why did he call attention I, to I himself? I don't know. I think he was like, hey, you know, get the fuck away from me. Because he was mumbling something. It was just a crackhead taking a shit in between two cars. And I'm walking by and I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have noticed. I probably would have noticed him. But I was like, you know, sitting there trying to smoke some weed. And I look over and he's like pounding out a shit in between two cars you used to you, in that apartment you used to have in the tenderloin you uh you had like a good view on like the uh official crackhead toilet alley right well, that was right below your window well Did, let me just uh give some background here to the listening audience i don't know how many people out there know the tenderloin area of san francisco but san francisco i mean it's a very it's a very well off i mean wealthy town right i mean it's just you know it's like the you know it costs an exorbitant amount of money to live there. And the Tenderloin is the one area of that town that is not gentrified. I mean, it it, it kind of is, but the downtown area of the Tenderloin—that's where you find the crackheads. That's where you the find rent, the, the rents and the you know rents are still expensive, but there are a lot of shelters and food banks down there, and it's like all and crackheads and like all these everywhere. people and everybody in the rest of the town who've paid a lot of money to live where they live or even bought a house or condo or whatever. They've pushed all the crackheads out of their neighborhoods into this little concentrated spot in the center of the city. It's like right in the center of the city. It's only probably, what, six or seven blocks? You Maybe. Know, it's, I mean, it's like six by six. It's like six blocks by six blocks, the worst part. But since I've lived in Oakland, I, I've kind of forgotten about, you know, bums taking shits out in public. But, I mean, they have to shit somewhere. They still do it in Oakland. It's just they're doing it out of sight. When you, when you well, live bums, in it, w- bums have that. Or I mean, like most homeless people in Oakland have that hobos. one area. Yeah, remember hobos? hobos. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Hobos in Oakland usually are kind of out of sight. They live in like tunnels, right? They, they live they, under the tunnels or little. There's more area. There's little niches where they they hang out. But in San Francisco, I mean, you can't walk around in Pacific Heights taking a shit in between like the Rolls Royce and the Jaguar. No, you know, so you I go mean, to the Tenderloin, the and tenderloin. you're still out in the open, but it's just it's the Tenderloin. That's what it's there for. Well, it's one thing. I, I mean, I was kind of caught off guard. I was surprised because I'm walking, and I'm, you know, it's like it's probably been a good year and a half since I've seen a human being taking a shit in public. But I feel like that's a that's like a litmus test for hobos. So like this guy said, hey. Get away from me. I'm taking a shit. I know I'm a hobo, but leave me alone. I'm taking a it shit. It sounded like this. He was like, hey, little child, little fucking right. motherfucker. But his intention was to... I don't know what that means. But his int- my point is his intention was to take a shit in peace. It's the litmus test of if a homeless person's really crazy or not. Because I've seen a, a hobo taking a shit. This is actually in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where he's trying to draw as much attention to himself as possible. This is right across from the <laughs> library. Like, Everybody, look at me shitting myself. This was right across from the library, middle of the night. If he w- he was over behind a dumpster. If no, if he wouldn't have been doing what he was doing, he w- nobody would have seen him. <laughs> but instead, he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> So that's a crazy hobo. Your your guy was like, you well, know, he's... I, I think if this guy was crazy, he might have thrown the fecal matter at me. Well, that's the second litmus test. If he's... If there's, mean, there's, there's sane hobo, there's crazy hobo, then there's crazy dangerous hobo. Those are the ones that throw their feces at you. 
That's when yeah, you have to run I, I away. Yeah, I could see that. But you know what I was thinking, too? It's like right after I walked by there, a little shaken, I was like, what do, what do bums wipe with? Their hand. I mean, is it like, do they take the brown bag that's holding the 40 and use that as toilet paper? Is no, that they bum use their toilet hand. paper? They use their hand. So next time you're dropping change into a hobo's hand, just think about where that hand has been. You, you know how some bums try to shake your hand? Yeah. You Fuck never that. shake a bum's Fuck hand. You never that. touch a bum. Fuck it's, that. it's like grabbing a pigeon. You know, you never, you never touch a pigeon no. either. No. They're, they're not cute. And no. nor are crackheads. But with the, I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, tourists to San Francisco. If you want to get a real slice of San Francisco life, go walk around the Tenderloin. Go to Turk... You know, go to Eddy Street. Typically, go, when go you go, Geary, yeah, when you search for hotel and, Hyde. and when you search for hotels online, uh, get one that says in the Civic Center area. Yeah, the, the civic center, center area. Civic Center of the of the town. Weekly rate hotels. Civic Center. Civic Center means Crackhead Central. That's the code. It's been a while since I've seen a, a bum taking a shit, but at least I didn't step in it. Have you ever we, done that? Have you ever stepped in human fecal matter? I don't think I have. Usually, it's about, I keep an eye out for it. It's about ten times worse than stepping in dog shit because it's human shit. We should do a Bay Area uh, travelogue podcast. <laughs> Just tell people all the great reasons to come here, where what they can go see. It'd be, it'd be great. It's like like the real tourism of San Francisco. Right. We, but may, well, we basically drive people away. Well, anyways, uh, we, we move on here. This is uh, Sick and Wrong Podcast 12. And people, as you know, uh, the, the purpose of uh, Sick and Wrong, what we do here is Lance and I scour the internet for the most disturbing articles of the week. They're all, they're all very current, very timely events. And, uh, yeah, we, we present these articles to each other. And the person who has the most foul article of the week... As voted by the listeners, um, the person wins a case of beer. So, uh, yeah, it's up to you as to who gets the case of beer. I have a pretty good article this week. I almost um, I almost didn't do it just because it's it's kind of foul. It, Wait, it's I, thought I'm, I thought I was going first, though. Yeah, yeah, you can go first. But I'm okay. saying I have a pretty good one here. Well, you're, that... just, you're just promoting your article before I even get a chance. Okay, go ahead. What well, I, I'm, I'm just talking it up a bit. Okay, good. You know, yeah. I'm giving someone to look f- something to look forward to. Whatever you, know? you want to do, man. I'm fine. Well, anyways, I, I think you won last week. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. Did, did you win last week? I can't even remember what my article was, but it was pretty <laughs> sick, I'm sure. It was pretty foul. We had a bunch of people emailing us about it. So, uh, yeah, you should start it off this week. All right. I, I do know I, what I, my article is this week. Well, you've been talking about your article this week, so uh, let's go. Lance Wackerly, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, uh, I'm, uh, since I'm an annoying asshole, I sometimes try and, uh, you know, like, give a little clever intro to my story to make it more interesting. But I'm just not even doing that this week. I'm just going to read it. Headline, man severs own <laughs> penis, throws it at officers. Needs no, inter- needs really no setup. Need, yeah, you really don't need to introduce that. So That's this pretty ha- blunt. Yeah, this happened in Chicago, uh, northwest side. I've never lived in Chicago. Northwest side, you've lived there. Is that a bad area, good area? You know, the northwest side was a little shady when I used to live in okay. Chicago. I lived in the west side, but... And the west side was also a little shady, but the northwest side, I think, was worse. So this guy's Polish. Uh, his name is Jakub Fick, F-I-K. You know, there's a lot of Polacks yeah. in Chicago. I kind of figured. It's a heavy Polish area. So uh, so uh, Fick, a 33-year-old guy, cut off his own penis during a northwest side rampage Wednesday morning. I always like that, that word. He's on a rampage. What was he rampaging about? 
Um, well, when confronted by police in the middle of his rampage, Fick hurled several knives at it and his severed organ at the pol- at the officers. Police said. Um, we took it. <laughs> you know he's going to do damage when you're whipping your severed penis at the right. officer and knives. The sergeant said, "We took him in without. Or t- we took him out without any serious injury, with the exception of his own." <laughs> <laughs> so, did, does it go into any background? What was he doing? He um had a problem with his girlfriend back in. He told paramedics he was distraught over problems with his girlfriend uh, uh, in Poland. Uh, Polish girls, man. That, now they'll, that's a long drive dis- you nuts. That's a long distance relationship, though. Yeah, they'll drive you nuts, man. You cut off your own dick. <laughs> Must have been a serious problem. So uh, he was just going on this rampage. Eight twenty a.m. He he smashed a bunch of car windows. Then broke into a house. Uh, nobody's at the house, but you know it was just all this commotion. I guess people in the neighborhood called the cops. A group of six or seven officers assembled in front of the house that he'd broken into. Um, Fick was bleeding when the officers arrived and may have already cut off his organ. So he didn't cu- he didn't cut it off with the intention of throwing it. He'd cut it off previously, and it was something handy he had around. So was he butt naked? I mean, could they tell? I think maybe he just had a big blood spot in the front of his dockers. In front of his jean shorts? <laughs> in front of his docker, docker <laughs> pants. So at that, at that point, the cops are there. He's inside the house. He comes running out naked with a handful of knives, starts throwing knives at the officers that were like 30, 10, 10 to 30 feet away. Um, what, thick, the hell, what the hell is this guy? Like a magician? A gypsy? A juggler. <laughs> a juggler He's like maybe. whipping knives at him. Right. Fick threw his penis during the confrontation also, Dolan said. Uh, he went back into the house, got some more knives, comes out and throwing them. One of the officers, you know, kind of sneaks around the side of the porch that he's standing on, hits him with the taser. And, and then, then they probably just tasered the fuck out of this well, guy. Well, I don't think the I don't think the cops crazy knew. Crazy bastard. And I don't think the co- the cops are avoiding these knives. I don't think they realized that a penis had been thrown at them because it's like after he was tasered on the ground, then they looked over on the sidewalk and they're like, "Holy shit, <laughs> that's his cock!" <laughs> so his cock's just kind of lying on the sidewalk. Maybe the yeah. guy thought it was a knife. But they think he already had cut it off. He was. I think the cutting off his own penis was to thwart his. You know, his. He was just so distraught over this Polish bitch who'd just done something horrible. Maybe, you know, maybe cheated she with, gave him an STD or something. Cheated on him with his dad or something. She or, gave him gonorrhea, so he's like, "I'm just lopping it off." Right. He's embarrassed to go to the clinic. Yeah. So so, anyways, the cops show up and he's just he whips knives at him and then takes his dick and just throws that at him too. I mean, I'm assuming this guy's drunk or on drugs, so he's probably I mean, he's lobbing. He's not like precision knife throwing these things into trees by them or into their faces. It's more like, you know, he's just sort of like lobbing them at lobbing these knives at the guy and his <laughs> penis. And so they took him to the hospital, right? And they take they must have grabbed the penis. <laughs> If you were a cop and a dude threw like 10 to 20 knives at you and this cock was cut off and then you took him in, would you really bother to grab the penis? No. I think I would just <laughs> leave the penis on the ground. But, Sorry, dude. But did the, so after the commotion and everything and they subdue the guy, they look down they're like, holy shit, there's his dick. Right. And he's got a big bloody crotch. So I think they kind of knew what... I mean, they, they put saw two it and two and together. They, yeah. yeah. Um. So, Dr. Greg. Did they reattach? Yeah, Dr. Greg Bales, associate professor of urology, urology at the University of Chicago, said severed penises are uncommon, but surgery usually works. As long as the penis is placed on ice and reattached within a few hours, the success is usually pretty good. That's good to know. So, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I had no idea. So well, the cops I mean, must have John put the... John Bobbitt had his dick reattached. In it. Yeah, they, she, that bitch threw that one out in a field. Yeah, and they still managed to get it back, and it worked. It, it, yeah, but it porno. looks all fucked up, doesn't it? I never saw the porno, I but I heard, it's, I heard it's pretty hideous. John like, Wayne cr- Bobbitt uncut, yeah, I think it's all, was the name It's of the all, porn. like, crooked, and, and you can see the scar and everything. <laughs> it goes off to one side. I wonder if that provides extra pleasure. Right. For the girl, like kind of like a French tickler. Well, it depends which angle they sew it on it. <laughs> I just ask for straight. If it was me, I'd be like, just put it on straight. I don't need any. I don't need any help. Yeah, but that's it. So, so, so did it? I mean, you, you could just imagine these cops afterwards just being like, "Dude, you'll never believe what happened today." It just amazes me that they put it on ice and everything. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, we didn't see it. Sorry." You know, yeah, or just, just accident, accidentally, quote unquote, step on it as you're going to get the guy. <laughs> Oops, sorry, dude. Or give it to the dog that's there with you. you that's know? why I'm not the a police. police. That's why I'm not a police officer, though, because I guess I'm just. Uh... You know, but Chicago cops are notorious for you know being you know relatively indifferent to right. the uh, steamrolling people's rights or their welfare. Yeah, I mean they're relatively indifferent to the welfare of uh, most uh, perpetrators, and so I'm surprised at this point that these cops would actually pick up the penis and you know put it on ice i mean do they have a cooler there or they just throw it in their soda like their big gulp they're steaming hot coffee oops <laughs> like whoops <laughs> so did the knives even hit any of the police officers no 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 none of them were hurt that's what i mean it's, he's not some precision you know gypsy knife assassin he just is some like high on pcp guy just throwing knives handle first you, you gotta wonder what the hell is this guy thinking it's like knives versus guns I want to know what this girl did to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the moral of the story is there. Uh, just, you know, don't cut your penis off and throw it at a police officer. But <laughs> I, if don't, you... I don't even think you need to say that that's a moral. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, you, you know, the cop's probably going to put it on ice and it can be reattached. So you can probably do it again in a few years. Yeah, you could. You know? You could. And Probably it, not too many times, though. I bet you the reattachment procedure works as less and less successful the more times you do it. Well, the fact the fact that the guy uh, cut his dick off and threw it at the police officer is pretty, pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was attacking with knives. I think I'm going to have to give that... Probably like a seven or an eight. Yeah, it's also good uh, because we do have we have too many foreign stories. This is a foreign guy, but he is in the United States, so technically it's a domestic sick and wrong story. Which is good to have, uh, you know, because we need some more like insane, disgusting, sick stories on U.S. soil. Yes, you I'm going to give it an eight point two. Eight point two, which is pretty high. So you know, eight point two, that's uh, formidable. But uh, Lance, I think I might be able to beat that one with uh, my story. All right, cut it off and throw it at me. Here's my story uh, for uh, podcast twelve. Houston man gets thirty years. 30 years prison in woman's branding. Jurors re- reject the request for probation, but also avoid giving him a maximum life sentence. So this happened in uh, Houston, Texas. A former Houston school bus driver. It's always the bus drivers that are... Yeah, those bus drivers are nuts. It's always the bus drivers that go insane. They're pro- Yeah, well, I'm sure they're sane when they take the job, but it's like every day, twice a day, you've got 30 kids in a car just ridiculing you oh, screaming just, i mean no control no no control whatsoever especially kids today 
Oh, you know, and kids when I was in the bus, too. I was moved to the front of the bus multiple times. Yeah, but times. kids today listen to, like, Marilyn Manson and corn, and they're just unruly. God, the corn. <laughs> the corn. It's all about the corn. <laughs> it's all about the corn. But anyways, a former Houston school bus driver showed no reaction t- today. This actually happened uh, last week. When a Harris County jury sentenced him to 30 years in prison for raping his former girlfriend and branding his initials into her buttocks with a hot wire coat hanger. Wow. So he, like, shaped the coat hanger. To he begin- shaped the coat hanger to, for his initials and burned it into her ass. I wonder if he did it mid-coitus or if he had this laying by the side of the bed because it was planned. You know, I don't know if I'd call what he did coitus, but uh, he probably did it mid-aggravated assault. But anyways, uh, his name's Leonard Reed Jr. It's Wait, a- it, it's only coitus if it's consensual? Yeah, isn't coitus just considered consensual? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm not quite I'm not sure. promoting rape or anything. I just didn't know that. But but this guy, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess he did kind of have a sexual act with her, but it was definitely a, a aggravated sexual act. Right. It was violent. She wasn't into it. So Leonard Reed Jr. Especially the branding. 58-year-old man. <laughs> I don't know how many people out there know this, but I think he uh, is Lou Reed's younger brother. Leonard Reed Jr. Oh, right. Yeah, Louis. Is he a formal, former cattle hand or something? <laughs> no, I think he just liked the brand. Just likes the branding on the side. It's but a hobby. Know, but uh, he must serve at least 15 years before he can even become eligible for parole. And they rejected his attorney's request for probation. But uh, they didn't give him the maximum life sentence, which they could have imposed. So the jury handed down the 30-year sentence after convicting him of uh, two charges of aggravated sexual assault. Uh, they gave him uh, 20 years in prison at the end after uh, they uh, they listened to the whole case and they heard about the branding that's when they gave him the uh, the full penalty so um what actually ended up happening is uh Reed lived with his former girlfriend 44 years old um her name was Kelly he's 58 he's 58 Kelly is 44 he uh prosecutors claimed that he treated her like cattle like a cow during the horrific ordeal the she big-, big fat chick you know, <laughs> probably that's why he was branding the initials in her ass. Right. The victim, Lose some weight. The you fucking testified. Elsie. <laughs> Mo. They kept saying that the whole trial. The victim testified that Reed raped her vaginally, anally and orally at knife point after becoming enraged with her during a discussion about his financial situation. Again with the oral rape. I don't. We had a story about that previously. You can, or uh, yeah, but I mean, you're yeah. It's, it's dangerous, kinda... people. Rapist out there, isn't it? Dangerous I would stay to away stick... from. I would stay away from the oral rape if I was a rapist, because that's you are putting yourself in you're a very you're risky, in this risky position. Yeah. But I guess you did have a knife up to her throat, Still. so maybe uh, that's security. But no, dude, he raped her vaginally, anally, and orally. It's like a triple header, right? It's hat like trick. A, it's it's all three. Yeah, it's like a hat trick, right? And there. the branding. What's that? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that that's coming later. But so anyways, he uh, they were having a discussion about his financial si- situation. I, I, apparently, I guess he's not making a, as good of an income as you'd think he would as a school bus driver. Yeah. He, he became enraged. Really, he raped her. He's not a go-getter. No. <laughs> I think he's lacking motivation here. He's, still dri- he's not driving the short bus, but he's only been promoted to the medium-length bus. He's really, he really hasn't gotten to the long bus yet. He hasn't gotten to the full-length bus. And uh, anyways... Um, he was upset about it. He raped her, and he then heated up a wire coat hanger on a stove burner and used it to burn his initials into her buttocks before urinating on her head. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's like the, the coup de gras. 
You know, the, the, the icing on the cake, it's like, okay, I just raped you vaginally, anally, and orally, burned my initials in your ass, now I'm going to pee on your head. I think uh, it's called adding insult to injury. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. What do you think his immediate thought was right after he peed on her head? All right, I, I just raped her, and I branded her, and then pee on her head. And then, ah, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's kind of what that's I, all I got. That's kind of what I see. It's just like my creativity is the, now just completely maxed it's out. It's the limit of his rape slash sexual stamina. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's time to watch TV. Right. The sex is done now. You got any smokes? Pass me the cools, baby. <laughs> he lights, lights it off her ass. The jury rejected his claims that the woman's burns occurred during consensual sex play and bondage. <laughs> I, I don't know how many consensual sex acts involve branding. Well, I mean... Or urinating it's... on a head. Duh. How many times have you ever had a girlfriend that's like, would you just pee on my head? Well, but I'm, you know, I'm boring. I definitely, there's definitely people out there who like to be peed on. Yeah, I guess I, I mean, see that. according to the internet, my one true source of knowledge, there's dudes who like to have their balls stomped on by high heels. Yeah, so I mean, I, so I guess you know, it's a within... little a little branding. It's within possible. I mean, I don't, it's I don't, plausible. I don't think the guy's innocent. I'm just saying it's plausible. Well, he claimed that it was cons- a consensual act. He also testified that the woman had branded her own initials on his skin as well. But prosecutors argued that his burns were self-inflicted. <laughs> I think after the fact, he was like, I uh, better try to like burn her initials in my ass. Yeah, it could be. But he spelled her name wrong. This guy must just be an artistic wizard with a coat hanger. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't maybe... think I could bend a coat hanger into my initials. I guess he maybe practiced on the yeah, bus. right. And now, after the guilty verdict was announced, um, Reed's former girlfriend thanked the jury for believing in her. Reed, however, continued to profess his innocence from the witness stand as jurors prepared to assess his punishment. The defense attorney asked, do you offer your condolences to the complaining witness? And uh, <laughs> this is what he said. No, I don't. Well, what are you asking the jury to do? He said, they can do whatever they feel like doing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not asking them for anything. <laughs> you guys unclear on the concept of a trial. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like do you under it's just like what what's this guy thinking? I don't give a fuck. Like that attitude's really going to sway the jury. If this guy let's say just theoretically that he did go on probation, you were one of the kids that rode on his bus, you would stop fucking around right away. Oh, I dude. will brand your ass. <laughs> dude, once you once you heard about that. But I mean yeah. it's like this guy is in front of the jury and he's just like, yeah, in the middle of the trial, in court. He's like, I don't give a fuck. They can do whatever they want to do. Right. Yet the lawyer still requested probation. What's that argument like? <laughs> Could you guys give him probation? Why? I don't know. <laughs> what I don't know. I have no well, argument. Prosecutors saw the 30-year prison sentence, arguing that probation would not be appropriate. The defendant in, in, has in no way owned up to his actions. Every time the victim takes off her clothes, she'll see this man's initials on her body. Prosecutors said the woman's scars are permanent both inside and out. I don't think she'll ever be able to have a normal relationship. And so if you think about it, would you have an, would you have an issue if you, like, let's say, met a chick at the bar, brought her back, and she had another guy's initials burned into her ass? I mean, would that, would that, would that bother you? Hmm. Would that be, like, erectus interruptus? I can't say that it would, but it might. 
You know, I, I mean, I can understand bad tattoos, but another guy's initials branded into her ass? Okay, well, let's analyze this a little further. What about another guy's initials tattooed on her? That that would bother me. Okay. I mean, if... Uh, so with you, it's not about the fact that something hideous happened to her. It's just the fact that she's had sex with somebody else. Well, I mean, let's say you bring this girl back and she's got a tattoo on her butt that says, you know, this ass belongs to Jerome. Yeah. I mean, are you going to look at that and be like, you know, I'm not really into that tattoo? It wouldn't be that I wasn't into it, but I would definitely say, hey, Jerome's not going to come kick the shit out of me, is he? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just. Where's Jerome now? <laughs> In prison? Oh, he gets out tomorrow. Well, oh, see you sweet. later then. I, I, I think we might not be able to see. It was each nice other. having you up for coffee. <laughs> Go home. Well, the defense attorney, Reed's attorney, suggested prison would be way too harsh, and he pushed for probation so he'd have a chance to reintegrate into society. Do you, do you really think this guy should reintegrate? No, he should be in prison getting his I, I, I ass really branded. And this is my favorite part. So uh, the closing arguments here with the defense attorney, he's like, I hope you'll find some humanity. Look at his age. This day was an anomaly in his life. This is an irregularity. He's not normally like this. He's lived a completely uneventful, boring life up until this incident. This man disappears into the crowd. This man drove a bus. Look at him. Yeah. A completely uneventful life. This is what the guy's saying to the jury. So what are you going to do? You're going to put him on... I mean, if you let's say you did put him on probation, can he still go back and drive the bus? Or does he... Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, what I'm saying is, what, what kind of defense is this? Like, the man's a loser defense? Yeah, it's the last straw defense. <laughs> it's like, look at this guy. Yeah. He didn't get laid till 40. <laughs> I mean, he drives a bus. He's going to do nothing. He's a loser. He has nothing going go. for him. He has nothing to lose. So I mean, he, I probably shouldn't have said that. He branded a girl once. Who cares? He's a loser. Well, it didn't work. He got 30 years in prison. Uh, good for the, so good all for in the all, jury. All in all, I'm, uh, I guess, in summation here, I'm going to have to say it's pretty sick, dude. He raped her, you know, the triple header rape, the hat trick. He uh, burnt his initials in her ass, and then he peed on her head. It's nice uh, that we got our, both of our stories have a theme tonight, the men scorned. The men scorned, yeah. Scorned men, well, what they will do. The woman's kind of scorned, though. Well, I well, guess the men was, the, he was upset. Right. Her. It was about yeah. an argument. That's why he no, did she's, it. No, she's scarred. <laughs> she, she's scarred. She's he's not scorned. Scared. He's scorned, she's scarred. Well, my story, he's scorned and scarred. Yeah, he, he's definitely scarred, but... Uh, so yeah, I'm well, thinking, because I have the scorn and the scar within well, my story, within my main character, that I win. But I have two characters who are scorned and scarred. Well, one scorned, one scarred. No, the other guy's scarred because he put his own. He put her initials in his ass. So I'm, I'm thinking gonna, I'm gonna have to give this. I'm gonna have to give this like an eight point four. I'm gonna have to give it a seven point six. A seven point six. So I think they average out to the same. It might be. Well, let's give it up to the listening audience. Yeah, audience, uh, send us an email. Too close. To Sick call. and wrong podcast at hotmail .com. You can also email us through our MySpace page, which is myspace.com slash sick and wrong podcast. And, uh, yeah, vote as to which article you find more disgusting, personally disturbing. You can also go to our, our page right now. I fixed this, and you can click on a link, and it will take you right to the iTunes page. And then you, you can to comment, the page? and then you can make comments you know, really easily and get, get to our, our page in iTunes and comment. Oh, right, right in there. Well, that's pretty right. cool. Which we, so, promote, uh, which we would like people to do, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to, but, uh, but it, it would be nice. Give us a comment. That would be nice. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, vote on that article, and then we can decide who gets the case of beer. Uh, real quick, because uh, we got to wrap it up, I can almost hear the music 
starting our uh, closing closing line. I kind of wanted to uh, say thank you to a listener named Regis who sent in a story here for Philbin? us. No, uh, you know, it could be. It could be, be Regis a, Philbin that'd Jr. That'd be nice. I'd like, to, I'd like for you and me to go on uh, whatever they call that live with Regis and Kelly. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be Kelly. Kelly's, Kelly's a fox. Fuck yeah, dude. God, I'd love to brand something in her ass. <laughs> Three kids, though. <laughs> dude, I'd lop my dick off and just whip it at her head. <laughs> and then but, I'd brand her. Yeah, and then you could just brand her with the initials. We tag team. <laughs> LW right there. But no, anyways, uh, this guy, we, we were talking last week, last podcast, about St. Patrick's Day and girls getting drunk on St. Patrick's Day and puking and what, what most normal Caucasian Americans do. Right, and we requested that listeners send us in stories or pictures about, you know, girls, you know, getting drunk and doing crazy puking shit, uh, whatever. Uh, and uh, this listener and did somebody, just that. One yeah. of our one of the sick and wrong army fulfilled their duty, which is nice. It's very gratifying. But Regis uh, sent it through MySpace. He sent us this thing saying, uh, "Yeah, I got a sick and wrong story for you. It might not be as bad as cat stomping, but to me, it was pretty fucking bad." He said he was at a party with his ex girlfriend. They're drinking pretty hard. After a while, he got pissed. Uh, I don't know if they got into a fight or something, or maybe he's saying he got drunk. He lost track of her, so he asked friends where she was. They said she was in the bathroom upstairs puking. So being the good boyfriend that he is, right? Um, he went to go check on her, and she was in pretty bad shape. He said he wanted to take care of her, so he was holding her hair while she was barfing. That's, a, that's the term he used. I haven't heard that in a long time. This so, guy must be from the Midwest. Yeah, so uh, she was barfing. He was holding her hair back. He said every time she would gag, she would fart. So she would gag and fart at the same time. So she was barfing and dropping bombs? She was barfing and dropping bombs. So he said after a while, the room smelled so bad from her stinky ass and her barf that he had to get out, let go of her hair, and it just lands in, in the puke-filled toilet. He said he <laughs> broke up the next day and uh, just couldn't deal with her anymore. But uh, he, he postscripted this by saying uh, she was hot, and that's what makes it so wrong. Yeah, and you kind of have to agree with him on that. You know, it's yeah. like he's got this super hot ex girlfriend. That 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 image, mental image, is going to be burned into his brain. You know, they say that the sense of smell is the uh, primary scent of the five senses that brings back memory. That's why when you like, uh, it's like a trigger. Yeah, when you smell back, like uh, food that you ate when you were little, it's like you get it, you reminisce a lot. A all lot of a sudden, more. it's just yeah. like it triggers that right. memory. So every every time he sees her, he's going to have that mental smell, or if he smells puke, he's going to think of that time is you're gonna think of her puking and farting but you know it's like you don't think of a hot chick just you know you, you just think hot chicks they don't fart hot chicks they don't shit but they do this is the point though that's the beauty of saint patrick's day yeah is it all this behavior out comes out and in, uh, in girls saint vomit's day you know i'm surprised you didn't try to get some because it seems like she would have been pretty easy in that state who was already his girlfriend He'd already had some. Yeah, I guess he already had it, so I mean, he probably wouldn't need it. I guess the lesson is, if you're at a St. Patrick's Day party, watch for the couples when the girl is puking and farting and the guy's taking care of her, and then he just walks off. That's when you strike. <laughs> and the girl that's like passed out in the bathroom that smells like shit and puke. Yeah, maybe that's not good advice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if that would work. But have you ever been in that situation where you had to take care of the girl? And yeah, hold her hair. Yeah, yeah, any guy who's had a girlfriend for any length of time has been in that. Maybe not with that disgusting of a level, but 
has been in sim- a similar situation, but you know, right? dude, it's like, okay, it's, it's, I can see it being a boyfriend, obligatory action, you know, or obligation to take care of your girlfriend while she's in that state. But if she's farting, like if she's dropping bombs and puking, I would be like, all right, fuck it, dude. Just You're let on your own. Go. You're on your own, baby. I'm sorry. I got, I got to get out of here. Seriously. I, I'm just over that. But my, anyways, my way, my way of dealing with that is always be drunker. Always be drunker, so you're the one that's shitting and puking? It doesn't work if you're not dating the girl, if you're just trying to date the girl, because she'll just take off on you. But if you're already in the relationship, just always be the drunkest person when you go out. You know, would you, would you consider this a rooster tail? No. Close. Why? It's almost a rooster tail. Because there's no tail, there's just a gas. There's just a gas, For yeah. the tail, there has to be, you know, projectiles coming out. I don't know how many out. people out there know that, but rooster tailing is when you're shitting. Like rooster tailing is something you, and you never at the want same time. to... Yeah, you never want to be rooster tailing. I've been in that but... situation once in my life, and, and that it was is... the last time I drank a fifth of tequila. <laughs> it is a small comfort when you are doing it to at least know that there's a name for it. So you yeah. can you can describe you can your like, situation. I rooster tailed last night. It helps you get a little bit of a mental grasp on the situation, how bad it sucks, but still the fact that you can classify it like, oh my god, I'm rooster tailing. It makes you feel maybe one percent better. But also, it's like you can unequivocally state, yeah, I was fucked up last night, dude. I rooster tailed. Yeah, and, and you don't have to say, like, and you yeah. don't have to say anything else. That, you don't have to descri- make any more description of it, and people know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, people people will get the point. They're not going to question it. They'll be like, oh yeah, dude, you were fucked up. You rooster tailed. Right. But um yeah, definitely don't do it on the first date. Never rooster tail on the first date. Maybe the third. The third's alright, but the first date, dude, it'll totally kill the mood. It really right. does. Anyways, I'd like to thank Regis for sending in that article, and I'd also like to ask anyone out there in the uh, sick and wrong audience to uh send us in your own stories of sick and wrong uh acts. Anything that was sick and wrong. Anything that happened to you that was sick and wrong. And we'll read about it on the show. We'll discuss it on the show. And the sickest person who sends in the sickest story, we might just have to send him a prize. Right. You think? Yeah. I don't right. know what that prize is going to be, but it's probably going to involve alcohol and right. an enema. I'm not quite sure. Right. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Regis, for sending in that Some article. Some moist towelettes. Yeah. <laughs> to clean up his girlfriend's dirty ass. Yeah, we should probably send Regis something. All right. Well, until next week, uh, we'll be back with uh, Podcast 13. We might have a special guest here for that podcast, hopefully if it works out. More on that later. Uh, But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, good night. Good night, people.